Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Hello and welcome to Kindling Helpline with me, Siobhan Hunt. And as always, here to take your questions is Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Chris spends her days and sometimes nights helping <laughs> families um, make tweaks when things are a bit challenging. As we know, every parent knows there are always times when we could do with a little bit of help. And Chris can um, basically give you advice that fits your family. So we ask people if they'd like to um, call us on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO and then you can speak directly to Chris or you can pop a question underneath this video if you're watching us live via Facebook. Um, The first question we have today is someone who's called in. Nicole's on the phone. She has an 11-month-old who is an early riser. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Tell us what's going on with your little one. Um, So she's 11 months old, as you said. Um, She sleeps from about 7 o'clock. She falls asleep at around 7 o'clock each night and can sleep right through until the morning, but she's waking at about 5 or 5.30, at which point I breastfeed her. Um, but I would love to push it out later. Does she, she go back eight. to sleep after the breastfeed? Sometimes she does. Sometimes. Okay. So more often does she or less often as time's gone um, on? Probably more often. The earlier she wakes, the more likely she is to fall back to sleep. Yeah. But the closer we get to 6, 6.30, the less likely she is she to is. fall back to sleep, which I'm okay with. 6, okay. 6.30 is, except 6.30 would yeah. be my dream. <laughs> yeah, so I think you'll have to go with 6. It's very close okay. to 6.30. But as long as it has a 6 in the front number, I think yes. you're, you're doing really well. So firstly, it's about the expectation of what children do. But I think you've got that down fine. You know, the mm-hmm. 6.30 is a bit of a laugh. 6 is probably normal and 7 yep. would be fantastic. Yep. Um, how much sleep does she have in the day? Um, she sleep, she's still sleeping twice. Yeah, at about good. About 9.30 and 1.30 for yep. about... An hour in the morning and then usually about an hour and a half or two hours in the afternoon. So all seems perfect. So I think this is more about just her waking and working out what is it that's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. if she wakes at 5.30 and you either breastfeed her or try and get her back to sleep, Yep. Then the breastfeeding is going to tell her when she wakes up, she doesn't know it's 5.30, she'll get a breastfeed. Okay. So some of those she's obviously sleeping through to 6 or 6.30. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think if you're consistent in what you're doing in terms of not breastfeeding her and maybe just gently trying to get her to go back to sleep, then more and more she'll sleep through to that 6, 6.30 window. Okay. And children often oscillate in their sleep. So they go for a month or two and they go to six o'clock. Then they pull back a little bit to 5.30. They often pull back to 5.30 when daylight savings coming back into play. Um, But I think if you can generally be consistent, then generally it will settle itself down because she's doing really well for you in terms of sleep. So, Yeah. yeah, I think consistency and maybe not confusing her with that um, breastfeed, breastfeed because she doesn't know what the time frame is. So if you feed her at five, she just thinks it's get up time. She doesn't yeah. know it's five or five thirty. So try and do a bit of resettling. Just leave her for a few minutes and going in and giving her a pat and settling her down. And I know that that can be hard because once they see you, they think it's the start mm-hmm. of the day That's or nice. they think. So see how she goes with being left for a couple of minutes, and that can be mm-hmm. anything from two minutes to. 
10 minutes, depending on whinge and cry, you know, what, yes. what's going on for her. And then see if we can just get her to go, go through a little bit more often. It sounds like with time, it'll just work itself out. I yeah. just don't, okay. I think just not confusing her with the breastfeed is probably the main thing. All right. So just hold off until. Yeah. Till the time where you're ready to start. Okay. Good luck Alrighty. with that, Nicole. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, before we move on to the next question, we have a comment from Hayley on Facebook. Hi, Hayley. She says, hi, ladies. You helped me with some suggestions for calming my four-year-old to get her to sleep a few weeks ago, and I am so grateful yes. for your advice. The Bedtime Explorers Meditation has been a complete game changer for us. It's <laughs> uh, so great to hear. I still sit in her room, which I'm happy to do, but on a little chair now instead of her bed. She digresses about her day as the meditation starts and we do a little pausing as she tells me what made her happy, sad throughout the day as Amy asks questions at the start of the meditation. And then she snuggles down and is generally asleep before the meditation is over. So thank you again. What a lovely story. Thanks for letting us know, Hayley. We love to know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. When it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Next, we have Bryony on the phone who's called up about a question to do with her 15-week-old. Hi, Bryony. How are you going? Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yes, my 15-week-old um, has been catnapping for about six weeks now. Yep. Um, initially, it didn't seem to be a problem, but now um, he's getting grumpier and I think it's affecting his feeding. So um, yep. I have looked at uh, the Kindred app and um, I yep. had the advice to try uh, resettling for the first and third naps of the day. That's right. That's exactly yeah, right. It's, it's, so it's going to take... It's, time and patience because when they hit about the nine to ten week mark you start to see them waking in their sleep cycles and that's that 45 minute mark and it usually peaks at around three months which is exactly where you're at and then with Mm -hmm. consistency it starts to settle down but it can take over a month to happen so by choosing the sleeps that you're going to resettle on gives the consistency and as they mature they start to link those sleep cycles together So, you know, picking one in the morning and one in the afternoon allows that long-term development of a morning sleep and an afternoon sleep. So it is a little bit of work. And as long as the consistency is there, the babies usually fall into the pattern of linking the the sequences together. So how have you been resettling? Um, For the morning sleep, he wakes up and he's happy in his cot. So I go in and after after a while, I, I go in and yep. um, just pat him and shush him. Yep. Um, if he's uh, really working up, I do uh, rock his cot a little bit um, yep. until he calms yep. and then I continue the patting and shushing. Yep. After that time, he might not fall actually back into a deep sleep. He yep. might actually need me to be there the whole time. Yeah, that <laughs> is settling. Yes. For another 45 so, minutes. <laughs> so I think you've got all the right principles. And once he's got to the state of being calm and relaxed, feel free to step out another for another few minutes. Let him call and, and bring you back, back into the room. Because sometimes when you sit there padding, he just lays there looking at you going, well, this is fun. 
She's padding <laughs> and I'm laying here. So once you've got him into that state of not crying, try and ease off your rocking and padding and shushing or ease off some of that. So you might stop the rocking, stop the padding and just shush him. Um, and you can do that from, you know, out of his eye line and then see if you can leave the room and he'll call you back in if it's not working for him. But he'll actually not get into that state where lots of them just look at you and say, well, okay, let's play this game now for 45 minutes. Um, yeah. and, and he's calm and quiet that whole time, but he's just waiting for you. So a little bit of in and out helps him to go, well, am I calm enough to go back to sleep myself or do I still need you to be there for me? Okay, great. And just on the awake time, yes. um, he doesn't he doesn't make it to an hour and a half at the moment. He's getting sleepy that's because, at about an hour and ten. Yeah, so that's because, um, you know, that's 45-minute cycles. But I do find at 15 weeks, the closer you get him to an hour and a half, the more chance you have of resettling him. So even if you okay. creep it out by five minutes a day, it doesn't have to go in one big go. Just creeping it out over a couple of days might help him get there without being overtired. Okay. Yeah. Good luck, Bryony. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling Conversation. We have Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue here in the studio. And uh, we do say the best thing to do is give us a call because then Chris can respond to your questions and help you tweak things for your family. Everyone's different, as we know. If you're not able to call, please pop your question below um, the video on Facebook, if that's how you're watching us. If you're listening to us on the radio, you can send us an email to conversation at kindling.com.au. We probably won't be able to answer that until um, a couple of weeks' time, but um, you can do that and we'll get back to you then. Right now, we have another call from Carla on the phone. She has a seven-month old and she's got a few questions about settling and dropping feeds. Hi Carla, how are you? Hi Siobhan, good thanks. Um, so yes, my little girl is seven months old. Um, she's been, uh, had teething pain for the last couple of months so I'm finding that it's quite difficult to um, help her settle to sleep and when she actually does finally settle down for a nap she'll only sleep for half an hour she's pulling at her ears and um sort of uh screaming out in pain a lot um and then how many teeth does she have carla she's got two so, so far so she's got two bottom ones or two top yes, ones two and bottoms, she's doing yeah. so she's teething all day every day yeah. Yeah, it feels like it. Like she's always Ooh. drooling, chewing on things. Oh, yeah, um, but that, that yeah. doesn't... The drooling... But you mean the pain is yeah. more the concern because that's what would be interfering with her sleep, generally. Yeah, so actually, yeah, when I'm trying to get her to sleep, it's like that's when it amps up. And okay. Because she's lying down and she's pulling at the ears a lot. Yeah. And, and also got her hand in her mouth and... Yep. Yeah, so sort of rubbing. Uh, what are you giving her for her teeth pain? Um, so we do some like teething gel during the day and yep. then at night we've been doing like Nurofen and Panadol. Okay, because it's unusual for it to go on for so long, but she might be just mm. getting one tooth after the next, then a slow mm. and then after the next. But if she's generally happy, generally happy yeah. in the day when she's awake, some of this mm -hmm. behaviour is probably just the settling behaviour. It's just okay. that she's using her hands to soothe herself mm -hmm. by, you know, sucking and gnawing. Mm -hmm. um, is her night sleep okay? 
No, so then overnight she's probably waking every three hours to want um, to feed. And how well. long is she feeding for? Um, probably only about 15 minutes. Okay, so that's a decent feed. And how, long, yeah. how many feeds does she have in the day? Uh, another four. Okay, another uh, and three meals? No, so she's just starting to try solid. So oh, okay. Yeah, so, she's not really showing too much interest yet. Okay, so that's probably where most of this is coming from. So there's an element of okay. this that it's about the teething, but you seem okay. to have an idea of how to keep her pain-free. You've got some gel, mm-hmm. you've got some Nurofen. Um, mm-hmm. But I suspect that a big part of this is also she's a little overtired in the day because she's not sleeping particularly long and she's mm-hmm. not getting the quantity of food. So if we can get that ratio going for you, then okay. your nights you'll probably be able to drop some of those feeds at night yeah, and, and you know, you'll be sure that it's about feeding and not about her teeth because you'll have that okay. covered. So she mm-hmm. should have four milk feeds in the day and three meals. So do you know okay. the configuration for doing that? No. Okay. So for a seven-month-old, they're usually awake for two and a half hours, then three hours, and then three to three and a half hours. That's your time okay. frame. Okay. And just so you know, this will be online. So if oh. you don't have – I mean, when I say online, um, after this show today – Oh, it'll go on the podcast. It'll go on the podcast and it'll also go yeah. on our website. I thought they had some Carla. magic. <laughs> no. Yep. So um, – we understand that sometimes it's a lot of information. So all I'm saying is if you don't have a pen... Don't worry. Not, yeah, it'll be there this afternoon. I'll repeat yep, it. So, so if you, this is just a guide to get you started, okay? Mm-hmm. So yep. if you breastfeed her when she wakes up in the morning... Yes. Breakfast about an hour later. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep two and a half hours later. Okay. When she gets up, give her another breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Give her a little bit of lunch or some nice cold finger foods like some cucumber with those gums that are sore. So yeah. some finger foods around the 12. Mm-hmm. Then give her, this is very general, the, give mm-hmm. her a breastfeed before you put her down for her next nap. Mm-hmm. And when she gets up, then give her dinner at about 5. Okay. And then a breastfeed before she goes to bed at night. Now what that might allow you to do, about, even if you start with a tablespoon of food in each of those sequences... Yes. And increase it like breakfast up to about two, two and a half and dinner up to about three. And you can use mm-hmm. lots of finger foods for lunch if she's enjoying that. What it'll mm-hmm. allow you to do is then I think it'll be easier for you to say when she wakes up at 9.30 that we start resettling her on the first wake up and then mm-hmm. fully feed her on the second wake up to see if we can longingate her sleep at night for you. So okay. it's a balance between the food and yes. And her sleep behaviour. So yeah. I think if you can, we can start getting the food to happen. You'll get a natural lengthening of her feed of her sleep at night, and that's going okay. to show you whether her teeth are the predominant problem that's going on. Does that make yeah. sense? So that yeah, you can have the others, the other behaviours more settled. It will show yeah. you whether be that whether it's the teeth that are bothering her or not okay. enough food. Because yeah. usually they only feed for about five minutes overnight, and she's still taking okay. quite big feeds. So yeah. she'll do that. Then she won't have the appetite to eat during the day. So. Okay. You know, it's going to be one of those things when you ride it out is choosing where you're going to break the cycle first. But I'd add the yeah. food in first and see if that works. Okay. Okay. And, and then hopefully you'll be feeling better too, Carla. Yeah. Getting, getting more sleep and not so and then, exhausted. Yeah, and you might even have to ring back, like when we're back okay, on sure. air, just to find 
tune it a little bit because yep. there's lots of things going on for you. Yep, that sounds good. I'll do that. Brilliant. <laughs> good luck, Carla. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling um, Kids Radio, and we're taking people's questions. We've had a few phone calls today, which is a really great way to get advice from Chris, but you can also pop questions underneath our Facebook video. You can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au. We have a question now from Catherine, who has a two and a half-year-old, two and seven months, a bit older, and a six-month-old. Hello, what is a good time to wake a toddler from her day nap? My two and seven month old who used to be asleep by 7.30 is now fighting until 8.15 or later. She definitely needs a day nap still. We put her down at around 12.30 to 1, but then she will sleep for one and a half, two hours and is then buzzing at night. Bedtime Explorers has helped get her into bed and asleep at 8.15 rather than 9pm, which is a, that's a benefit, I guess. Um, Massive thank you. But we'd like her back to going to bed at 7 and asleep by 7.30. P.S. This has all happened with addition of new bub who is now six months old. Yeah, but I think actually it's just happened because she's two and seven months and it would be happening anyway. And the problem is she has too much sleep in the day. So in relation to what's happening at night. So generally at her age, I'd have her awake by two in order to put her to bed at 7.30. As in that at about quarter past seven, she's going to her room. She needs about five to five and a half hours from waking before she's even looking tired to go to sleep. So if you use that as your benchmark, if you want her asleep by 7.30, you may have to have her up somewhere around just before two. So you could put her down at 12.30 and get her up at two. Um, if she's going down at one, she might just need an hour to be tired enough to go down for you at 7.30. And I don't think you're being unrealistic about, you know, wanting her to go to bed at 7.30. It's just that she might be having too much sleep too late into the day. So if she accidentally, like it's all quiet and you don't want to wake anybody up and she sleeps till three, then I wouldn't be putting her to bed until 8.30. So I think if you take that into account, it it will start to work and she'll settle down and go back to sleep. And also remember that after two and a half, some children just wean off their day sleeps. You know, some will keep it for much longer and others are trying to wean. So hopefully you'll be able to get that balance, even if it's an hour's sleep for a little bit longer. Good luck with that, Catherine. Um, We have another question from um, Eleanor, who has an 11-month-old, nine and a half months corrected. Um, My 11-month-old daughter has been waking during the night now for the past six weeks and not going back to sleep for at least an hour and a half to two hours. She used to wake around 2 a.m. I would feed her and then she would drift off to sleep again. Now she wakes has her bottle and stays wide awake wanting to talk and play. I've tried leaving her to self-settle, but she just cries. I go in multiple times, putting dummy back in, patting bum, saying time to go back to sleep, shushing, etc. And she she only finally falls asleep after she gets tired again. And I have resorted to picking her up and rocking her one and a half hours later, which would be killing your back, Eleanor. (laughs) Um, It's really started to affect my mood and mind. She naps usually 9.30am till 11am and again around 2pm to 3 p.m. She's fed a bottle before nap and bedtime. I've tried giving her a bottle 20 minutes before she goes down, but she won't drink it. Is this just a phase? What am I doing wrong? Uh, I think the only thing you're doing wrong is you're going in to settle her probably too fast overnight. Your day sounds perfectly fine 
Um, she's sleeping really well for you in the day and she's not oversleeping the day. So that's really good. I wouldn't worry about the bottles so much at this point. That's something we can do down the track. Um, as long as she is awake when you put her into bed, the bottle, whether it's 10 minutes before they go to bed or 20 minutes before they go to bed, doesn't make any difference. Um, so I think it's just around the technique of settling her overnight. And I think it's just going to be that little bit of the balance, a little bit of her trying to self-settle, a little bit of you going in and comforting her, make sure she's okay, and then leaving. And and I think it's just between the two of you, and you've got a busy household, is trying to work that out, you know, where that line lies. If you leave her for a few minutes or five minutes, it's about the type of crying she's doing. And we need um, her to try and give well, sorry, we need you to try and give us some leeway to self-settle and then you going in and giving us some comfort. It'll take about three to five days and then that awake period should decrease and decrease. I think she's got used to you eventually picking her up and rocking her. So let's use that as the very last strategy and see if it can settle down for you. Good luck, Eleanor. And we have time for one last question. It's from Sarah on the phone. She has a question about overnight feeds as a habit with her one-year-old. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi. Good, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Tell us Um, what's happening. So, uh, yes, uh, my daughter's just turned one, uh, and so she has, you know, meals during the day, eats really well, then a last breastfeed um, at 7 p.m. for about sort of 15 minutes. And then she sleeps till about, oh, so I'm still doing a dream feed, and I know that's probably too late, like she's too old for that, uh, at about 10.30 for about sort of 10 minutes. Um, I'm trying to drop it at the moment, and it is sort of working, but then she wakes up at about 1, and I feed her again, and then she wakes up between 4.30 and 5.00. Uh, and and do I'm you trying feed to her? drop that. Uh, I have been, but I've sort of stopped that now and then trying to let her um, self-settle and then go straight into breakfast. Okay. Um, if, it's, if, it's, if it's a bit later, if it's about five, that's what I do. If it's a bit earlier, like four, yeah. I, do, I have been feeding her, but I know I need to stop that too. Yep. So I think you've got the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just the method in the mythology, yeah. how to do it. How many breastfeeds does she get in the day? Um, so now probably just two now. One um, in the morning, one at night. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've, I've cut the afternoon one, uh, and she's just giving her like food, proper food and just water or, um, or okay. milk. So she can have three in the day. There's. Uh, okay. So I think if we're going to take away from, well, it depends on how brave you are, Sarah, as to what we do. So whether you whether you keep on what you're doing in the day and you just wean off the night. So first yeah. thing I would do is stop waking her for a dream feed because once you wake okay. them at this age, they will wake every three to three and a half hours, which is, sounds like what she's doing. So that's exactly. why they tell you to, to wean off that dream feed much earlier before right. they get okay. into the pattern of it. So I mm-hmm. think the first thing is let's see what she does for a few days where you just drop the dream feed. And she naturally wakes. The first time she wakes after that point, so Mm -hmm. normally you'd feed her at 10, so that that 1 o'clock, I'd fully feed her. The second time she wakes, I would resettle her. Okay. So then get her into the pattern of only waking for a feed once at night and then slowly Mm -hmm. wean that off. So slowly does not mean weeks. Slowly means days. So slowly is for three days I'm going to give you half a feed. And the next yep. three days, I'm going to settle you. So, okay. 
And in terms of settling, because yes. as soon as she sort of gets any sense of me, yeah. she just, she's sort of almost wide awake or yeah. quite she's, agitated. Yeah, because she yeah. sees you and then she looks down at your chest like it's one big exactly. sight. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, your partner, is he around exactly. on the weekend? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's he, his or, job. He can, yeah, he can help out. Yeah. yeah. So once you get it to that point where you've got one feed... Uh-huh. then he's going to have what we call the very busy weekend where he goes in and does all the settling. But up yes. until then, maybe he can settle till midnight okay. and then you can do a feed and then you can do some settling after that and you've shared it yes. so that you're not both exhausted. But then when okay. it gets down to that last one feed, he might have to do a few days. So make sure that's like a Friday and a Saturday night so that it can be consistent and less less impacting on less his work. Disruptive. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay, so you've got your little plan. Yes, I've got it. I had to have yes, I do. I know what I have to do. Thank yep. you. Pleasure. You can do it, Sarah. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Thank you. And thank you so much for all your questions today, those that called in and those that left their questions on the Facebook page. That's all we have time for today on Kindling Helpline. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. As always, you can get in touch with your questions during the week by emailing us at conversation at kindling.com.au. And don't forget that all of Chris's advice from Kindling Helpline is available for free on the Kindling app under Stuff for Grown-Ups. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.